Hi, welcome to Tales and Treasures of Taiwan. This is a show about a multitude of cultural facets here in Taiwan, from religion to customs, festival to tourism, performing arts to indigenous culture, and of course, the culinary goodness of Formosa. It's your one-stop shop to all things Taiwan, and I'm your host Joey. 欢迎大家收听台湾文化新视野，我是主持人 Joey。这个月我们要跟大家谈的是在台湾扎根最深的传统剧种布袋戏。身为一个独步全球的表演艺术，布袋戏是台湾全民的共同记忆。这个月就让我们一起来了解台湾布袋戏的奥妙。Our topic this month is on the most deeply rooted performing arts of Taiwan, glove puppetry. Together, let's explore the past, the present, and the future of this art form that has single-handedly comprised the fondest childhood memories of many Taiwanese people. To begin our conversation about glove puppetry, we must start from the very beginning. What is the origin of this art form that has so firmly held the reign of Taiwan's theater performances over the years? This week, we will start from the very beginning. 针对这个话题，我们邀请到的是中华民俗基金会的现任董事长林明德教授。Our guest for this topic is the standing chairman of Chinese Folk Art Foundation, Professor Lin. 昨天跟各位在节目上面谈到的是台湾布袋戏的音乐。今天我们要请林明德教授为我们介绍的就是这个礼拜的精髓了：布袋戏所经历的不同的时代以及转换。布袋戏跟台湾这个历史或者社会发展呢，贴得非常的密切。日治时代开始要推行皇民化运动的时候，就不准你用你原来的脚本，一定要用皇民化的脚本，皇民剧。音乐呢？音乐当然就要配合啊，锣鼓经台也进嘞，啊，也不能太喧哗。语言。最好是要日语，所以你要掺杂着也可以，但是就是这样来改变，这叫皇民化的戏剧。舞台演出都必须遵守这个。同时，他有些剧团他指定你可以演，其他你不准演。那在这个日本统治期间，大概就是走向皇民化这条路。呃，一九四五年，那个那个二次世界大战结束，对啊，台湾。那光复，那国民政府来，变成什么？变成反共抗恶剧又出来了，抗恶啊！哎，为什么恶国跟这个？因为那时候要杀猪八毛，要北极熊啊！呃，那那这是这是反共抗恶啊！是啊，都这个剧也都出来了、啊，所以配合他们的服装，啊、你原来的布袋戏的服装都要改。嗯，哎，所以你看是变成艺术，必须要。服从在政治的一个指导原则底下，啊，这我觉得过去是这样了，那现在已经自由就民主了，呃，让戏剧保留它的精纯度，纯戏剧的表演，这样才能有表演艺术出来。嗯，那我想我们有走过的历史是这样，也非常的惨痛。那现在才晓得，回来布袋戏的脚本，它的戏剧。就是完完全全要合乎古辈的啊，那比如说《西游记》，那《西游记》的折子戏太多了，《封神演义》也多了，那个《三国志》《三国演义》的戏也多，那他们在截取其中一段或者一节来演
，那当然就变成单本戏，一晚上可以演完的。要连戏剧，那就要连本戏了。哦，那就是说，哦，那看你高潮怎么去制作，怎么去制造高潮，然后吸引观众。原来任何个土生土长的剧种都是值得肯定的，你不能用。一些政治的势力来强加给他。现在，坦白讲，你意识形态来表演，人家也不看了。布袋戏就要看你高难度的表演，你为什么成为世界唯一仅有的剧种？我要看你前场后场，你的元素是什么？人物、雕刻、彩绘，他的服饰、他的头盔制作、他的音乐，也要有故事啊。所以戏剧表演呢？还有主演说书人的角色也出来，这是文学、戏剧、说书、雕刻、制作、刺绣、彩绘。哎呦，我的天哪、啊！那等于说一个综合艺术，特别是超，它是一个罕见的稀有的一种艺术。刚好在台湾还有一些剧种，所以我们非常珍惜它。对，啊，就道理在这里。There's a very close correlation between the development of glove puppetry and Taiwan's history. During the Japanese occupation era, under the Japanese movement, which aimed at making Taiwanese people subject of the Japanese emperor, authorities banned the play script and loud music. Puppetry groups had to use Japanese-style scripts with appropriate music, and the language had to be Japanese or at least Japanese with a little Chinese. This is called Japanized performance with strict rules to be obeyed. After the colonial era ended in 1945, with Taiwan returned to ROC rule, glove puppet shows switched to the theme of anti-communist and anti-Soviet Union themes, because Soviet Union was communist China's closest ally at the time. So you see, art was often made to follow political guidelines. Nowadays, of course, glove puppetry is free from these political interferences, and the true and pure artistic form can finally emerge. Now, the glove puppetry scripts are mostly based on classic Chinese stories, such as Journey to the West. There is so much to choose from. Performing groups can take just one episode to do a single play, or they can produce a whole series of plays. To be frank, audiences today don't want to see theater dominated by political ideologies. They want to see elements such as characters, embroidery of the costumes, wood carving of the puppets, the poetic spoken parts of the voice actors, and music. It's a combination of various artistic forms, and Taiwan is the one place that still preserves it. Tomorrow on the show, we will continue to talk about the different eras of Taiwan's glove puppetry development. 明天在节目上面，我们继续跟大家谈。台湾布袋戏所经历的不同时代以及转变。That's it for today's tales and treasures of Taiwan. I'm Joey. Have a good night. <音樂>